The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Home Field Apparel. Home Field Apparel is now partnering with the Mazodcast, offering you the best Mizzou gear on the market. All you have to do is enter the promo code Mizzou, and you'll get 20% off your entire purchase. So do it now. Home Field Apparel, the best stuff you can get. The football season is in full swing, and Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head to Bet Online today and use our promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Well, hey, Colin, how's it going? What's up? Feels like uh, the Georgia game was like a hundred years ago for some reason to me. That's the best way to look at it too, because it was. <laughs> yeah, put it in the rearview mirror. Well, we're looking at Mississippi State now. Missouri is going to play them on Saturday, and they're two and seven. But you know, they, like us, they beat LSU, and they've had a few close games like we have that could have gone the other way. I don't think it's a team that Missouri can overlook, but it's a game we certainly should win, don't you think? We better win it. It'll be the first time Drinkowitz is in. A, it's really because of the Drinko's success and because of the way the season has worked out and COVID and everything. It's the, it's really my, in my opinion, the first time Drinkowitz could find some heat. Like, cause this is a game we should win. Mm -hmm. And it's the first time, it's the first time there's real expectation to win. Well, and you it's, know, so, when we beat Kentucky, we were yeah. not expected to win. I don't want to say it's unfair, but it's only expectations that he's built for himself, I guess, because he's already exceeded what we thought we would do this year. And this won't erase that. Don't get me wrong, but right. But this is the first game that we're going into. We're probably we're the favorite and should be. This is the first game that it took to the last game of the season to kind of establish who we were a lot enough to be able to say you better win this game, Coach Drinkwitz. Well, and that's the yeah, that's the nature of football is that if you do well, you build new expectations for yourself. This uh, 
three win season, which is what we were projected at. We're long past that. Now we're considered a good team. We were ranked in the college football playoff rankings for a minute. Like this is, this is a new team. We want to keep that success going, but before we can do it, we got to get through this Mississippi state Bulldogs team. And I interviewed Steve Robinson, who's part of jeanspage.com, which is the 247 sports page for Mississippi state. And he's also the host of Mississippi state Bulldogs podcast. He's going to talk to us about what we can expect to see on Saturday. And uh, he's a good interview, Colin. I, I, we, recorded it a couple days ago and uh, he knows a lot about Bulldog sports and he's not like a lot of the guys we interview who sort of don't know anything about Mizzou. He clearly has some respect for what Drinkwitz has done this season. So it's interesting to hear his perspective. He's a little more bullish on the Bulldogs than I would like him to be. Well, that's fine. Like I said, I, I don't think that Missouri should win this by two touchdowns. But I think Missouri should win this game. And Drinkwood's part of the reason he needs to win this game is because he is really making some hay in the recruiting. Yeah. People are ready to like Drinkwitz and then like stack a track a bunch of signees and uh cap it off with a nice win at Mississippi State. And uh it'll be a pretty good week for Coach Drink. Yeah, and it'll, it'll cap a pretty damn good season for Coach Drink as well. So why don't we get to the interview with Steve Robertson? We've also got Caleb the Greek who uh, he sent his picks in we couldn't connect throughout the week so he sent his picks in we'll get that to you so you can lose money with i mean win money with caleb we'll circle back around and talk about it m-i-z d-o-u gonna throw it slam this bugs for you mizzou they are carving up this lsu defense they don't get no better than that man Lacked up to Chuck Middle Beatty with the catch, and he's gonna jet his way into the end zone. Missouri touchdown. Hand off to Roundtree running left, it's 35 to the 40, left sideline around the man. This is the Mazad cast on the line now co-publisher of jeanspage.com which is uh, Mississippi State's page for I believe 247 and host of the Boneyard podcast and it says here on my on my page here all around badass is that accurate well I mean it depends on who you ask but uh, I've got some references who would likely agree but now seriously thank, thanks for having me on the show it's been uh, it's been a busy week for sure with National Signing Day but we're certainly looking forward to uh, the Missouri Tigers making a trip to Stark Vegas yeah it uh, doesn't happen all that often and uh, tell us a little bit I guess before we get into the what this game is going to look like how did uh, Mississippi State fare on this signing day were there any surprises yeah there were surprises of the negative variety I mean you know, had a kid MJ Daniels flip from uh, State to Ole Miss. I can't say it was a total surprise. We had uh, kind of been reporting that possibility throughout the week, but uh, State did add three other players today. They flipped Cannon Boone, offensive tackle from Virginia Tech. They take Simeon Price, a former South Carolina commitment as a running back, and then they take Antonio Harmon, a four-star in-state receiver. So kind of a mixed bag day for the Bulldogs, but they're not done. They've still got six or seven spots to work with between now and February, and they've got a couple of guys that... um, they're expected to get that wanted to do the February signing on their traditional signing day. So still some work to do. I think they're right around 35 in the rankings. And, you know, the hope is with a late push, they can push into the top 25. How do uh, Bulldog fans feel about where they sit, I guess, in the SEC universe after Mike Leach's first year is nearly complete? 
Well, you know, most fans are always so rational and reasonable. Sure. You know, they don't they don't get emotional by anything. But no, it's uh, you know, it's been a weird year because you know, not just because it's twenty twenty, and I'll be glad we don't have to say that anymore. But you know, you go out there and you beat LSU in week one, and you feel like, oh my gosh, we know something that nobody else does. And then next thing you know, everybody starts dropping eight, and I give Barry Odom at Arkansas a lot of credit for really kind of. I mean, KJ Costello, and then he gets injured, and they've kind of found a new life, I guess, with Will Rogers here in recent weeks. He's a freshman quarterback and really hadn't looked like a freshman until last week, you know, when I uh, had some tough, a couple of bad interceptions against Auburn. But, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think most people say, you know what, it's year one. We kind of blew up everything we did the last two years, and we're starting fresh, and we've got players who don't necessarily fit the scheme. So there have been a lot of growing pains, but uh, I think, by and large, most people don't have any buyers or more if they're just ready to win again. I feel like there are a lot of teams in this conference that are in the same situation as Mississippi State, Arkansas, Ole Miss, Missouri, uh, all with brand new coaches. I mean, and obviously Auburn just fired Gus Malzahn and, and Vanderbilt fired Derek Mason. There's a lot of teams sort of like starting over, I guess. And this Mississippi State team, they're two and seven, but there have been, like you mentioned, the LSU game. There have been times where this team has shown signs of, of promise and reasons to be hopeful. What's the attitude going into this game? You know, what's the general attitude? I'll tell you, from my end, I see zero poor or excitement about this game. I, mean, I almost feel like both programs are ready to get 2021 started, but uh, this is a big deal. It's the end of the season and, you know, bowl season's coming up. You know, it's weird, but it's a it's an SEC football game, conference football game, but there's no buzz. Like, I don't know, on our end, do you feel anything going for this? No, I, I feel exactly the same way you do. And I think a lot of it's because, I'm sorry, my dog's going crazy. Well, it's the Bulldogs uh, host. We expected yeah. that, yeah. Yeah, we I got, I got a pack full, but uh, but but yeah, you know, I think a lot of it is because it's just been such a long process. You know, I think you know it's like we're gonna play, we're not gonna play, and then you know the Pac-12 and the big the Big Ten all back out on us, those pansies. But then mm-hmm. you know, then they all come back around. Then all of a sudden, we're gonna play a ten-game conference schedule. You know, we're used to football being over in Thanksgiving, and so I think it's like you look up and you're like, oh, we still got a game. To- we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Apply. Yeah. And then here we are at National Signing Day. And so I, I think a lot of it is just, I think there is a lot of fatigue. Now, 
Now, granted, if you're Alabama fans, you're probably not experiencing that because you're trending towards another national championship. But yeah, I think by and large, programs in our our position are probably thinking, you know, we're still playing, and uh, you know, we probably, you know, are more in tune with thinking, you know, what it's basketball season for us. But yet here we are getting ready to play, you know, an SEC football game, and, and I don't know how much it means to either team because I don't think, you know, State or Missouri are going to win any tiebreakers. I mean, we're all going to go bowling almost by default. But for those young men that are going out there and putting on those helmets for our two great universities, I mean, it, it means a lot to them. And I and I wish there was a little more buzz about this now that signing day is behind us perhaps that'll pick up in the next 48 hours yeah i'd like to think so i mean it's it's i almost feel guilty saying that there's not buzz and people are tired of football i mean we're never tired of football i wish the season could go on all year long but it is such a weird year and the rug has been pulled out from so many people and it's understandable but i guess let's get into the weeds a little bit more what do you how do you expect mississippi state to match up against this missouri team which obviously can be dangerous but also has its flaws how do you all match up against missouri uh, I think offensively, you know, State's wide receiver room is still in need of some talent. I mean, they've got Malik Heath back, and I think he's probably, you know, the most explosive of the bigger receivers. Jaden Wiley is a freshman that has already broken every freshman receiving record in program history. And so they feel like they've got a rising star with him. But they're, outside of him, there's still a lot of moving pieces. Austin Williams is very much a possession guy. And, and to be frank with you, many of these guys had never really faced a zone defense in college because, you know, Mississippi State was kind of a run-first scheme with Nick Fitzgerald and Dan Mullen and Colin Hill and Harris Williams. And so everybody played man coverage and committed a safety to the box. Well, now you know, you're not trying to run by people. Now you're having to go out there and sit down in a zone. So it's been a real work in progress. And uh, I'm eager to see if Mizzou will play as much man-to-man coverage as they ordinarily do, because, you know, that, that's been something that state's been very successful against. You can ask LSU, but, you know, I think, you know, they're, they're really in the running game. You know, the running backs kind of carry it every once in a while just to kind of keep the defense honest, but they like to swing it out to the backs. And what we've seen in recent weeks is people kind of man up on the corners out there and kind of take that swing pass away. But, you know, Will Rogers is the guy, you know, the, the, and he, the first three drives of the Vanderbilt game, he drove right down and, and put points on the board and against Georgia, similar situation comes down, scores on the opening drive. And, and, and I think a lot of people feel like state should have won that game at Georgia, had a chance late on the final possession against both Georgia and Ole Miss to win those games, even though you had a true freshman quarterback play on the road. And so, you know, offensively, it's going to boil down to how well he plays. I mean, you know, it's as simple as that. If the offensive line can protect and you know, with that heavy front to Mizzou has, it's going to be a real challenge, but, you know, he is a good enough athlete. He can extend the plays a little bit, but I think he'd like to sit back there and kind of, you know, pitch and catch if, if he can. Defensively, I, you know, I think, you know, State has played really well most of the year. Auburn ran the ball with some success last week, uh, which was a little bit of a surprise because they have not run the ball quite as well as they have in, in recent years. But, uh, you know, Tank Bixby had a big ball game and rushed for around 200 yards. Uh, and State's 335 scheme creates a lot of, you know, chaos and, you know, pass rush and that sort of stuff. They come from odd angles and guys like Aaron Berlay have had big years, but you know, Roundtree and baby, uh, those guys kind of keep you up at night. And, I, and I'm sure Mississippi state defense quarter, Zach Arnett probably wakes up in a cold sweat thinking, okay, well, these guys are great complimentary backs, but they utilize them. Eli does such a good job utilizing them to match their skill set. I, I absolutely love baby. He's one of my favorite players in the SEC. And I love what a great receiver he is out of the backfield. And so that's where I think a, there's a real matchup problem there for State. 
because if you want to bring all that pressure from the edge and then you allow Bay to slip out on a wheel router out in the flat there, he's a guy that if you must attack, what's a touchdown. And so he creates some real headaches for us. But, uh, you know, I, I think by and large, it's going to be a well-played ball game. And, uh, between two teams, I think are pretty even, evenly mm-hmm. matched right now. But I'm, I'm very impressed with Eli. And I think a lot of people felt like, well, you know, he's only had the one year as a head coach, you know, at App State. You know, what's he going to do, you know, in the SEC? But I think he's answered the bell. And, I, and to be honest with you, I think, you know, if they were going to give out, uh, you know, an SEC Coach of the Year award that's not annually given to Nick Saban, I, I mean, I, I would vote for Eli. I'm just incredibly impressed with how quick he's turned those things around there, especially offensively. Yeah, we are too, and I'm certainly hoping that uh, the defense we see from Mississippi State resembles what we saw in the Egg Bowl a little bit. It looks like they really struggled against uh, Lane Kiffin's offense, and and like you said, like almost every year in the Egg Bowl, it seems like they did have a chance to win it, but they've tightened up since then. You know, Missouri is a team much like Mississippi State that they've been in several shootouts, and we were lucky to get out of the one in Arkansas alive, but we do give up a lot of points, and so for, for I think, a Missouri fan after just getting whooped by Georgia – we feel like if if we can get the offense alive, then that we're just going to try to outscore you because we we don't know what defense we're going to bring to you. Well, one thing I'll say too about the Egg Bowl is uh, what the what the the casual fan may not know is that uh, one of State's starting safeties did not play in the first half based on a coach's decision, which usually means some type of disciplinary action. Right. Uh, so so they were able to hit some deep shots, you know, with the third team safety out there. Most people don't realize this, but State is down five safeties uh, on the on the year. And uh, C.J. Morgan was a guy that was expected to come back and play as a senior, and he he's not ready. He'll take advantage of the extra year of eligibility. He had a, a massive knee injury last year against Alabama the same day that Tua broke his hip, and uh, it's just taken a long time for him to recover. Marcus Murphy, a guy that has a special needs child, elected to opt out because he has a kid that has a you know a, kind of an immune disorder, and he didn't want to bring COVID home to his kid. It could have been a, a potential death sentence, and then. Fred Peters, the starting nickel safety, had season-ending surgery. Dylan Lawrence is the guy that uh, broke his ankle after the Arkansas game. And then they've had uh, you know, another guy that's been kind of banged up. So they're, they're down five safeties. And so, especially in that Ole Miss game, they, they had to really deep dig down deep into the depth chart to even fill the secondary because people forget, you know, State played Georgia and Ole Miss both with less than 50 scholarship players. Mm-hmm. I know Mizzou fans can uh, you know, can, can commiserate because you guys have had to deal with some of those reductions as well. But you know, that's the thing that's been so crazy about this year is you never know what team is going to be on the field from <laughs> week to week. That's true. Yeah, that's a lot of truth to that. What uh, What's the safety situation going into this game? Yeah, well, they got everybody that's healthy is available. You know, they're back now. And so, you know, that's, you know, they feel really good about their corners. You know, Martin Emerson, uh, I think Pro Football Focus has him graded out as the third best corner in America. He held uh, Seth Williams to the three catches. Uh, last weekend, of course, he gives up the, the touchdown late to put the game away, and that's what makes Sports Center. But he did a great job against one of the better receivers in the league, and he is the guy that kind of takes away half of the field more games uh, than not. Emmanuel Forbes was the number one rated recruit in the state of Mississippi last year, and he is starting at the corner spot opposite him. Uh, they feel really good about London Craft. He's the guy that's, uh dad played professionally for several years, mainly in the Canadian Football League, but he's the guy that earned his job in camp and he's actually a walk-on but uh he has been uh, been pretty good this year i think alabama's really the only team that's been able to kind of scheme him up this year uh and then sean preston's a guy that's an absolute hammer in the secondary 
Uh, coverage is not necessarily a strong point, but he's a guy that can get downhill and make tackles in the box. And, and again, they kind of move some guys around out there, but I, th- I think it's one of those deals where they've kind of piecemealed this thing together and finally have found a little bit of chemistry here in the last couple of weeks. But, uh, it's been, it's been a real challenge for Coach Jason Washington and his secondary guys. Well, it's, uh, it's a two point game. I think Missouri last I saw was a two point favorite down in Starkville. What are your predictions about this game? Obviously, Vegas thinks it's about a pick em. Yeah, I think it's about a pick them too. I think here's what's going to happen in my mind. Whoever makes the first big mistake is probably going to lose the football game. You know, it's like if you give up a non-offensive touchdown or you give up a big, big return or, you know, you give the, 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 the offense a short end of the field. I, I really think this is going to be a competitive ball game. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I was there in Columbia in 2015 when, uh, you know, Dak Prescott and the Ron J. Wilson and those guys went up there and won that ball game in the rain. And it was a miserable night. The final score was standing. I mean, it was, uh, it was not a well played game. I know we got to see Drew Locke for the first time. And if you ever, if any of you guys have ever listened to my show and chances are you haven't, I have, I was probably the, the most ardent supporter of Drew Locke that wasn't in the Missouri fan base because just watching him even back then, you could tell. And I know that he was the top rated quarterback and a guy that's, you know, grew up a Tiger fan, but. I was such a huge fan of him and better watch him up close and then watch his development as a quarterback. I was really glad that Mississippi State didn't play Missouri once Drew Locke kind of became the full-time guy because, you know, you know how it is being a fan in this league. I mean, you, you find other guys that you kind of cheer for and, uh, I, I'm really grateful we didn't have to play him, but I think, you know, this, this Mizzou offense is kind of in transition. I don't know that it's quite as potent as what that one was, but, uh, I think it's going to be an entertaining game for all involved. I do think Mizzou will come out and try to establish the run and do some play action stuff off of that. Instead, it's got to be really disciplined in the secondary for the reasons you mentioned earlier. You're inexperienced and thin back there, but if you let those Mizzou receivers get behind you, it's going to be a touchdown. As relieved as you were to not have to face Drew Locke when he was in his prime, that's how bummed out we were to have to face Dak in his prime. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, those are good days for us, you know, and it's like, uh, that's the thing, too, and I guess it kind of gives you hope, even in the rugged league of the SEC, is that, you know, we've been there before. You know, it's like mm-hmm. we, we went to number one with Dak, and, you know, Dak was the guy that was a you know, three-star recruit out of hot in Louisiana. And, you know, sometimes these recruiting rankings things are so fickle because it's like, oh, well, here's a Louisiana kid, and LSU hadn't offered him, so he must not be great. He must not be any good. Well, then, you know, he was a two-star when State started recruiting him, and I finally convinced people that he was good enough for a mid-level three-star. And now he's one of the most popular players in all of professional sport and about to get a huge payday. But, uh, you know, so what do I know? But, uh, yeah, I mean, I know exactly what you mean. It's like, and that's the thing about our league. It's like everything runs in cycles, I guess, if you're not Alabama. You know, it's like you climb and you get to the mountain, you get to the end of a talent cycle, and you got to fight to get back. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we have a lot of respect for Missouri and really glad that they're in the league and and uh i think it's been a good it's been a good trip for us but uh i wish they would change the rotation a little bit though because you know we've only played missouri three times and since you guys have been in the league we've only played once and that was in 15 and that's an absolute shame that our fans and your fans don't get a chance to see each other's venues at a more regular basis well i think after going to the 10 game conference schedule this year do you think there's any chance going i mean I think there seems like there's a high likelihood that they're going to add another conference game to the schedule in the future, don't you? Well, we'll see. You know, Greg Sankey's on record to say next year we go back to eight and four. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for programs like Mississippi State, we really need those four non-conference games to ensure that we have seven home games, but also two to, to, to ensure that even in a rebuilding year, we can get to a bowl game somewhere. And so I don't think that we would be for it. Uh, yeah. I don't know that 
that Alabama would be for it. I mean, why do they want to make things more difficult on themselves? And that's one of those things. So I always tell myself, is is there really enough wrong with this for us to go out there and fix it? And I I think probably not. It's It's the SEC. Change is not a big part of the equation, you know, in the Southeastern no. Conference, right? So let's, <laughs> I can see no, that. No, no, we, no, we're not, we're, we're uh, that's the thing too. It's like everybody talks about how crazy it was, you know, when Roy Kramer elected to uh, put us all on the divisions and then have the SEC championship game and everybody in college football said the old man was crazy. And now everybody has followed the same model. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, things in our league don't move very rapidly. I do think Greg Sankey is a good leader, but, yeah. uh, yeah, if they would do something to clean up this officiating, that that would that would be a be a good thing too. Good lord, yeah, we, I think we've all suffered from that. Last question I have for you: since you thought the game would be close, I will say that the over under is forty nine and a half. And uh, if you were taking that action, would you go on the over on this one with these two offenses? Oh, I'm over. Yeah. I'm over all the way. Yeah, I'm over all the way. I, I really, I think, I think this is probably going to be a game that uh, is probably high twenties, maybe low thirties. I, I, I think it's going to be a high scoring game. I really do. I agree. I agree with that. All right. Well, Steve Robertson, if Missouri fans want to hear more about the Mississippi State Bulldogs before this matchup, where can they find you? And what's the best place to uh, get all the knowledge that you have to share? Well, I'm on all forms of social media at Scout Steve R. And then our website, of course, is jeanspage.com. That's G-E-N-E-S-P-A-G-E.com. We are the Mississippi State affiliate for 247 Sport. You know, we're, we're looking forward to you guys coming down. I wish it was under better circumstances. And uh, it'll, it'll, it might feel like summer with you guys coming down here around us. But uh, <laughs> it's going to be a pretty cool night. But uh, looking forward to seeing the Tigers. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Steve. We really appreciate it. Sure. Take care. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Kid, I'd take a trip every summer down to Mississippi to visit my granny and her antebellum world. I'd run barefooted all day long, climbing trees free as a song. One day I happened to catch myself a squirrel. Well, I stuffed him down in an old shoebox and punched a couple holes in the top. When Sunday came, I snuck him into church. I was sitting way back in the very last pew, showing him to my good buddy Hugh, when that squirrel got loose and went totally berserk. Well, what happened next is hard to tell. Some thought it was heaven, others thought it was hell, but the fact that something was among us was plain to see. As the choir sang, I surrender all, the squirrel run up Harv Newland's coveralls, and Harv leaped to his feet and said, something's got a hold on me. Yow! The day the squirrel went berserk, in the first self-righteous church In that sleepy little town of Pascagoula It was a fight for survival That broke out in revival They were jumping pews and shouting Hallelujah! Well, Harv hit the aisles dancing and screaming Some thought he had religion, others thought he had a demon And Harv thought... 
see that Vegas line, you want to make your wallet fat. All the boys and girls alike, they want to get them some of that. It's the bearded lady pleaser, it's the best picks of the week. All you sons of bitches get rich with the man. Can't love the Greek, can't love the Greek. Can't love the Greek, can't love the Greek. Hello. Kids, Greek coming at you. Here's your picks this week. Texas A&M playing Tennessee. Texas A&M, a 13-point favorite. Tennessee, a dog shit football team. Dog shit football. Take Texas A&M. We have Mizzou playing Mississippi State. The line is even. Mizzou to win the game. Let's go to the NFL because the rest of college football is dog shit. Dog shit football. Buffalo Bills playing Denver. I mean, Buffalo Bills are a lot better than Denver. You know, we've got a Mizzou boy at Denver quarterback. But Buffalo is five-point favorite. They cover those points. Buffalo by touchdown. Then we've got Seattle playing Washington. They do have to travel across the country, but I think Seattle is a little better team than Washington is at the moment. Alex Smith's hurt. Seattle is a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Seattle by a touchdown again. They cover those points. Then we have New England playing at Miami. This Chiefs fan solved. Miami has pretty good defense and not a bad offense with two behind the uh, center. Miami one-point favorite. Take Miami. <laughs> Lastly, Cleveland playing New York Giants. Cleveland is a five-point favorite. The New York Giants suck. Cleveland, touchdown. Take them. <laughs> good luck. Make it a parlay and win a fuck ton of money. Deal of the Greek. Pick of the week. Maybe I'll come up with something for some of that shit, though. Yeah. Double it down, I work it around, I'm making it happen. I've been snapping. I've been snapping. What you doing, what you doing, that ain't rapping. That's how I cap it. Put a cap on it. Luxury tax, my flow. How I get it, you ain't know, you ain't made it, you ain't make it. Nigga. I've been flexing, I've been ripping, I've been doing what I need to do in two-stepping Mississippi Daddy woke up on the train Mama always had brains She a teacher now You know how we get down So stop with all them bullshit moves about where I come from, nigga I'm just saying I ain't tripping on your role, but Let's be real, you ain't never been around here before, man Well, there you have it, Colin Steve Robertson was talking about this Mississippi State defense And how in games like the Egg Bowl, where they gave up so many points, it was they were in a circumstance where they were down like five safeties. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm sure that that has been a problem, but that's kind of a problem everybody's dealt with this year. I mean, between yeah, the we're, co- out, we're I don't, I, I'm pretty sure Gillespie for, is down for us this week. Yeah, and we had Nick Bolton out for half the game against Arkansas, you know, and so we've all everybody's had their adversity, and so whenever there've been bad losses or big lapses in the way the teams played. I understand that it's been tough to even field a, a, a team week in well, and he, week out. He seems, you know, high on their defense, but I also think he is probably undervaluing the Mizzou offense because Mizzou has not looked good against good opponents. Well, I don't know that Mississippi State's a good opponent. I mean, yeah. against teams like Arkansas, uh, they score 50 points. And so I think we're a lot closer to Old Miss than he's probably given us credit for. <laughs> so, well, no, I mean, we he, may surprise him a little bit. 
to be fair, he thinks this game's a pick em just like Vegas does. And I understand why. I mean, Mississippi State's at home. Missouri is five and four, but they haven't really proven themselves yet against them. I mean, until they see it, why should they believe it? Sure. He has a ton of respect for guys like Beatty, loves Beatty. So, and I do, I think you're right. I think that Missouri thrives on teams like Mississippi State, frankly. And we're a team with a ceiling right now because of a lack of talent, which Drink seems to be improving on greatly with his, you know, National Signing Day recruiting. But we're still a team that can whip up on teams that are at the mid-tier, and we're going to get clobbered by Georgia, and we're going to get clobbered by Alabama. The next step for us, first of all, we got to beat Mississippi State, and then next year we got to pick off the big guys. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. LSU was a great win, but we also kind of know there's an asterisk on that win a little. Well, bit. it's probably not going. It's going to take a couple of years because you're going to have to you're going to have to let some of those recruits maturate. But sure, you, you make a, a very valid point in that with. Uh, Teams like Mississippi State, maybe we whip up on. I don't know. Maybe it's a pick 'em. But the point is, is that I think Mizzou fans, if they're like me, feel comfortable, very comfortable with their quarterback and their coach and their running backs. And when you go up against a team that is basically of your ilk, you know you probably have a better quarterback and a better coach. And that make that's part of the reason I feel like there's an expectation to win this game. It's like all things being equal, we're the same team, except coaching and quarterbacking aren't equal. We're better than them at that point, those two very important places, and that's why we should win. Well, I also think that we're good when our line plays well, and we're bad when our line plays poorly. And obviously, Georgia just completely outclassed us at the line of scrimmage, whether it's on offense or defense. We're not going to see that against Mississippi State. Nothing against no. the Mississippi State O or D line, but they are not Georgia. Yeah, they're, they're not going to have five stars beating up on our three stars basically yeah it's sort yeah. of like uh, no it's three star on three stars can do i kind of like when our team goes up against a more i guess on our tier opponent after facing a, a team like georgia because they know what they had to put into that game against georgia and they're going to bring that game into mississippi state and then they're going to find it's not the same caliber of competition yeah and, and i feel like that's a it's a good situation to to play at the peak of your ability whenever you're expecting to go up against georgia and you get mississippi state well there's an old saying that's very wrong but it says only iron sharpens iron and i think that that's what's happening you when you get sharpened against georgia you cut through people like mississippi state pretty easy sometimes well i hope they do i'm not, i honestly the one thing that Steve and I were both in agreement on was the over at 45, take it and run, because uh, I think this is going to be a game a lot like the Egg Bowl, because we've kind of played the same sort of games. Take example, the LSU and Arkansas games. They scored nonstop well, I got, points. I got Mizzou nonstop at one points. and a half. Yeah, well, I think it could be very close, but I think it's just going to be nonstop scoring. And just like Steve said, you know, the first team to make a mistake or the team that makes the biggest mistake is going to be the one that loses. Other than that, it's just going to be it's, they're going to throw all over the field. But like I said, I got it at one and a half. I was like, Mizzou can, if Mizzou wins this game, it's going to be by a, a field goal or maybe two touchdowns, depending. You get a couple of turnovers. But any, the point is, is like, I think Mizzou's going to win the game. So at one and a half, I was like, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, I'm much more comfortable with the over than I am taking Mizzou. But it is a game. If I had to take Missouri in a game this season, I think it's one that I would be have some faith in because I think the, the odds makers are pl- maybe reading too much into the Georgia loss. We just got clobbered. We're a better team than that. And I think the rest of the season bears that out. So sometimes I feel like those small spreads too is because Vegas doesn't know. And so they try to keep the spread small. So nobody really bets it one way or the other. You know, they like try to keep the money off of it because they don't know. Well, it's certainly not a big game in anybody else's radar who doesn't live in Missouri or Mississippi. You know, and and the the thing about it too is that Missouri does have to go on the road. They do have to go play an SEC road game, which is always a challenge. So then none of those things should be overlooked. You know, we've lost to Vanderbilt on the road. Not this year, but we've been there to see it. (laughs) As has Caleb. 
Yeah, that's right. You both went there and watched terrible football games, but in the rain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to make it even better. Speaking of in the rain, I would like to see a win to just get a little bit of revenge for the game that Dak Prescott came up in the rain at Furrow Field and beat Missouri. Uh, when Drew Locke was just a baby. As programs, I do like to think that we're a better program than them, and I would like to see it codified. Well, like I said, maybe I'm being too hard on drink, but he better win this game, or <laughs> he's going to hear some bitching out of me come podcast time on Saturday. Well, I think it's a little bitching is just fine. Even if he's exceeded your initial expectations, you know, keep it going or you get some bitching. That's part of the deal. Yeah. That's why you make yeah. millions of dollars. <laughs> That's right. Goalpost move. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. If it was going to be fair, we wouldn't be paying you millions of dollars. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Sometimes it's going to be unfair. Sometimes officials are going to fuck you. Sometimes other coaches who uh, let their wife fuck players will act a fool and kick you around a little bit. I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. not, not always going to be it's not always going to be a better roses. Brent. That's right. And sometimes absolute zero podcasters who you've never heard of. We'll talk some shit about you. <laughs> yeah. And of the list of things that can go wrong for you. That's pretty. That's that's. Not a big one. In, in the year of 2020, I'll take it. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, here's hoping for a big win on Saturday. Go Tigers. M-I-Z. Z-O-U. We better win it.